Welcome to Equipped and Established, a podcast of Valley Bible Church where we seek to equip people with the Word of God to be established in the truth. Hey everyone, this is episode 38 of the Equipped and Established podcast. Thanks for listening. Today's episode is part of our Q&A series where we answer questions submitted by our listeners. So if you've been tuning in the past few weeks, we've kind of, we're taking a break where we focused on kind of for the Christmas time uh, on that kind of anticipation of the Messiah series. And so now we're back to kind of our um, regularly programmed uh, things. Uh, and so we're back to our kind of Q&A section here. So again, answering questions uh, submitted by you guys. And so uh, this week's question, we are looking at uh, the topic of demon possession. Okay. And so specifically the question that was submitted was, is it possible for a born again Christian to be demon possessed? And so that's a very intriguing question for sure. And I think I've heard people ask this before and people are curious of, yeah, like can believers be possessed? That's an interesting thing. We see all these different movies about demon possession or all that. And we read stuff in scripture about it. And so, uh, What's going on there? Can that be a reality for believers? How do we think about this? Okay, and so kind of on a basic level here, uh, there's no explicit scripture that answers this question directly. Okay, like there's no verse that says believers can't be possessed or believers can be possessed, right? Like so, uh, so we have to be careful with how we approach it. Uh, but I do believe we can draw some truths from various passages that lead us to an answer to this question that can give us some confidence here. And so kind of with that being said, I believe the answer to this is no. Okay. I I don't believe it is possible for a born again Christian to be demon possessed. Okay. But let's not take my word for it. Let's look at some truths found in scripture that I believe kind of lead us to this answer. So I don't arrive at that without any sort of kind of data or anything, but I believe this is from truths gathered in scripture. But before kind of diving in uh, to kind of the evidences or, um, or all that, like I should point out like uh, that demonic activity and possession is still a thing today though. Okay. It's not as if uh, that was just something in the Bible times and now it doesn't exist. I think that's kind of often sometimes our mentality is where, we just kind of view those things as like, oh, that was something of the past or during the time of Jesus or whatever, right? Like, and that's not a thing today, but that's not the case, okay? Like, I think even Ephesians 6 makes it clear that our struggle, like Paul says in that passage, that our struggle is not against flesh and blood, but against, like, the spiritual forces of evil. So, like, we see that Satan is still active. Uh, Demons are still active, okay? And so I just want to kind of clarify that, okay? Um, But even though they are active and still exist and all that, like, I don't believe a true believer can be demon-possessed, okay? And so let's look at some reasons why. But, well, actually, before jumping into those reasons, uh, let me clarify something just to make sure we understand what we're talking about, okay? So when we we say demon-possession, what exactly are we talking about? And so... Scripture kind of primarily describes what we consider demon possession uh, as an individual having a demon or one who is demonized, okay? Like it uses kind of those uh, 
phraseology, okay, especially like they have a demon. And the idea seems to be then that it, this is an individual being indwelt by a demon and the demon then exercising kind of powerful influence or dominant control over that individual. Okay, that's what we're referring to when we speak of demon possession. Okay, so can a believer be possessed in this manner? Okay, in this way. And the first observation I think to make is uh, that kind of the accounts in scripture that we have where we see people demon-possessed, uh, in the sense, again, of a demon indwelling them. Uh, we do not have any recorded accounts of a believer being demon-possessed. Okay? So, there's that. I think that's somewhat significant. Okay, here. Uh, second, I do. Uh, scripture never warns believers of this possibility, as well as Scripture never gives instructions on how to cast out demons from a believer, as well as from an unbeliever for that matter, actually. Like, it never mentions, like, here's, in this book, of here's a manual how to cast out demons, right? Like, it doesn't mention any of that. Um, even though it talks a lot about, like, Satan and different things, like, it doesn't mention this possibility or warning about this. And, and I know this is an argument from silence, and that's not always great. Okay, I understand that. But it does seem kind of strange if this was a real possibility of happening that scripture would be silent on this matter. Okay, that's like a pretty big deal, right, of this potential happening. I mean, and you would think scripture would kind of address this either as like a warning, like, hey, be on guard against this, or even like, well, what to do if it happens? Okay, like, what am I supposed to do? What are we supposed to do as a church? Like, all these different things, okay? And so, but scripture is silent on it, which may be an indication that it's not a reality, okay? And so... Um, so I, I think on a basic level, those two things, like the lack of historical examples in the Bible, as well as the lack of instruction regarding this topic, seems to point us in the direction of believers not being able to be possessed by demons. Okay? So I think that's just even on a foundational level here, I think those two things kind of point me in that direction. But I think there's even more biblical truths uh, that we can point to that will help us have a, even more confidence that this is the case, okay? So it doesn't just stop there. Let's, let's look at a few passages in particular, okay? So the first one I want to bring up was from 2 Corinthians 6, verses 14 through 18. It says, uh, starting verse 14, it says, Do not be unequally yoked with unbelievers, for what partnership has righteousness with lawlessness, or what fellowship has light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Or what portion does a believer share with an unbeliever? What agreement has the temple of God with idols? For we are all, for we are the temple of the living God. As God said, I will make my dwelling among them and walk among them. And I will be their God and they will, shall be my people. Therefore, go out from their midst and be separate from them, says the Lord. And touch no unclean thing, then I will welcome you. And I'll be a father to you, and you shall be sons and daughters to me, says the Lord Almighty. Okay, so again, that's like that. Maybe you've heard those verses in that context of like the instruction to believers not being unequally yoked with like unbelievers. And But notice like in that, like there's those kind of Paul asking those questions. Like what like fellowship is light with darkness? What accord has Christ with Belial? Like essentially Christ with the devil um, or the 
agreement has the temple of God with idols. Like, and so, and we are the temple of God. It says like he indwells us. And so based on all of that, it seems rather impossible in my mind for the Holy Spirit and demons to be cohabitating in the same body, right? Even temporarily. Okay. And I think this is one of the big things to keep in mind here. And I think this is, again, one of the main evidences in my mind of why believers can't be uh, demon-possessed is because believers are indwelt with the Holy Spirit when they come to genuine saving faith. Okay, they are indwelt with the Holy Spirit. And so I believe that is one of the main kind of protectants against any sort of demon possession. Okay, we are guarded and protected by the Holy Spirit. Okay, that's what I believe to be the case. All right. And I think, again, passages like this in 2 Corinthians, where it's like there can be no association of the two of, like, Christ and the devil and these different things. Like, it seems, again, that seems rather impossible in my mind of if you're in, if you're joining a believer and dwelt by the Holy Spirit, that then also a demon can indwell you as well. Okay? That doesn't seem to make sense. But, again, let's keep building on this a little bit. Colossians 1.13 says, He has delivered us from the domain of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of his beloved son. And so these verses, Paul's describing our salvation that we have in Christ. And he talks about how this salvation involves kind of a transference from the domain of darkness to the kingdom of Christ. And so we are now under the kingdom of Christ as believers and no longer in that domain of darkness. We have full deliverance. We have been fully transferred. Okay. And then another interesting passage, 1 John 4, 4, says, Little children, you are from God and have overcome them, for he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Okay, notice that last part there. For he who is in you is greater than he who is in the world. Who is in you? The Holy Spirit, right? If you're a believer, it is the Holy Spirit who is in you. He indwells you. And he says that he is greater than he who is in the world. Who is in that who is the one being referred to as he who, is in, he who is in the world? That is Satan. Okay? And so the Holy Spirit who is in you is greater than Satan. Okay? And so we have the greater power indwelling us. Okay? So I don't think it's a matter of a demon being able to kind of come in and indwell and almost like kind of take over where the Holy Spirit is supposed to be, right? And kind of like almost like push the Holy Spirit off to the side and like, okay, I'm in control now. That's not the case. The Holy Spirit is way stronger, way greater than any other force, right? Is God. God has the complete victory, okay? And so, again, I think that combined with these other passages where we have that indwelling of the Holy Spirit, he protects us, guards us, and he is the greater power, okay? And so I, I think that, again, points us to this passage. And, and again, we could even point to even more passages that talk about like the complete victory we have in Christ over sin and Satan and demons and all that, right? Like, um, but hopefully you can start to see what these truths are kind of teaching us that scripture seems to point us in that direction that believers are protected by God and the indwelling of the Holy spirit from any sort of demon possession. Okay. That's what I believe is that case here. Hopefully that kind of makes sense. But let me, like, kind of wrap up here, some kind of final things to keep in mind, though, okay, like, in, in regards to this topic. First thing, so while believers can't be possessed by demons, 
they can be tempted or oppressed by demons, okay? And, and when we talk about this, this is more like in an external sense, okay? Uh, so we can very much be tempted or externally influenced by demons. But this does not mean they actually have any control over you. Because, right, scripture is clear that, what, we are to, it says like in James 4, 7, we are to resist the devil and he will flee from you, okay? Like, um, when we submit to God and obey him, right, like, we can resist the devil and he will flee from us, okay? And so, just because we're being potentially, like, externally influenced by, like, a demon doesn't mean we have to obey it. We're not controlled by it, okay? Rather what? We're controlled by the Holy Spirit, hopefully, and walking in step with the Spirit, okay? But, so again, so even though believers can't be possessed, they could be, like, tempted or oppressed, right, in that sense, okay? Um, I think, again, just the thing of, like, wisdom, right? Like, even though this is the case, right, that you cannot be possessed as a believer, like, don't put yourself in unwise situations, like opening yourself up to demonic activity. Okay, like let's not do that. I think there's obviously wisdom involved there. Just because if you believe like these passages like I've talked through, of like, yeah, a believer can't be uh, possessed, um, demon-possessed, uh, that doesn't mean like, great, now I can go do a bunch of seances or something like whatever, right? Like, yeah, let's not put ourselves in those situations where we're opening ourselves up to demonic activity. Okay, let's not do that. And then the last thing to keep in mind, I think, is to let scripture be your guide here. I think often people think believers can be possessed because they have some sort of personal experience where they, like, know someone who was a believer and was possessed or something like that, like, and so that kind of informs their thoughts here. However, scripture's clear, like, also clear, like 1 John two nineteen, that not everyone who claims to be a believer is a believer. So it's possible that this person, like, wasn't actually a believer or maybe they weren't actually demon possessed okay like there's kind of different factors and so again we should let the truths of scripture be our guide rather than personal experience okay okay so that kind of wraps us up um again hopefully this is encouraging i think it is when i think about it i think it's encouraging that we as believers have the holy spirit that indwells us um and there's so many kind of functions of the Holy Spirit um, that we give that praise worship for. Um, but I think that this is one of those areas, right? That he guards us, protects us, um, even in this sense, right? From the attacks of the devil, the attacks of demons, right? Like in that way. And, and so we can have that confidence, trust in the Lord. Okay. And so hopefully that gives us some comfort as we consider this topic. Okay. So that's going to do it for today's episode. And we'll catch you all next time.